from 87 Lafayette, it's Coronapod. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Adam. So, I feel like, Adam, we've had some awkward encounters in the past day. Well, what I've learned is that social distance does not prevent social awkwardness. Say more about that. So I, I think there, there are two events that happened today that really crystallized this for me. We as a society are learning some new norms right now, both, you know, as, as a whole, um, but also within this apartment. And the, the two things that shocked me were, one, I was taking a video conference today in my bedroom. We're all, you know, spread out across the apartment when we're on the phone. This is with people you work with. This is with my work colleagues, thankfully not clients. And a certain someone who will not be named walked into the room having just taken a shower in perhaps not the most work-appropriate clothing. Luckily, I was pretty fast on the draw and was able to uh, rotate the computer, I think, before anyone noticed. And I, I think there, the error was not in the poor coordination of space. It was, I should have been using a virtual background. If I had been using a virtual background, they would not have appeared. But, you know, that is only possible on Zoom, actually, not possible. I have to use Google Hangouts, so not possible for me, unfortunately. I guess I've just got to be careful. You know, I have been wondering this whole time about all the possible embarrassing things that could happen over video chat. I, I have to imagine that all over the country right now, people are embarrassing themselves on Google Hangouts and on Zoom and WebEx. I literally did that an hour ago. My college friend said, oh, come join this Zoom. My sister and I are making cookies. I joined the Zoom and it, it, it is factually correct that he and his sister were making cookies. There were also 15 Harvard undergrads who were also making cookies, none of whom I know. And I show up with my quarantine beard, looking like a crazy person, <laughs> look around the Zoom for 45 seconds, and then immediately exit. So, Was it awkward to exit? Did, I don't, did you get a follow-up text saying, what the heck, why you know, did you leave the, my cookie class? The nice thing about an Irish exit on a Zoom is that you, you don't really feel anything. It's much easier than being awkward in real life. Mm. I do wonder how this is going to change all of our social norms. You know, today I was having a video conference with my boss and his daughters on a virtual play date in the background. It's going to be really weird when we have to go back to living our lives in the real world. Right, because right now the real world has only changed in that everyone is wearing masks all the time, even though we have been told not to. You know, speaking of that, it's funny. Uh, my dad, the other, actually yesterday and this morning, drove from Massachusetts down to New Jersey to get my grandmother, who's been self-isolating for two and a half weeks since the virus first got to the East Coast. She said, you know what, I'm 87. Uh, it's not worth the risk. I'm just going to get a bunch of food at the grocery store and hang out at home for a while. But after two and a half weeks, totally being by yourself got kind of old and my parents have not interacted with anyone in a week, and uh, so they came and got her. But my dad, on the drive down, we were very careful. We planned it out as a family, and we said he's going to wear a mask. He's going to wear gloves. He's not going to stop for gas. He's not going to talk to anybody. But I got a photo from my grandmother when he arrived at her house, and he literally looked like a bank robber. 
And I wonder, now that's like totally normal. I look out on the street, everybody's wearing masks. It's very strange. I'm sure there have already been bank robberies or things like that due to masks. What What is your family doing? I know you have grandparents too. Are they alone? Are they with your parents? So my grandparents are cooped up in their apartment on the Upper West Side, which is luckily very mm. close to where my parents live. And my parents have been bringing them groceries. They are going out to Riverside Park to take walks, but they're trying not to interact with anyone. Mm. They're trying to survive on, you know, whatever my dad drops off from the uh, bountiful shelves of Fairway. And, of course, they are loyal listeners of Coronapod. Oh, well, they, thank you, Adam's grandparents, for being loyal listeners. But I think they, they're they nervous. Um, sure, they've been married for about a billion years, but they're still joking <laughs> about, you know, maybe my dad should take away all the sharp knives. Um, I think they're more scared of what this will do to their mental health than the uh, the actual virus right now. But it's coming. Today... I have a friend who likely has it. My dad's friend has been diagnosed with it. Today, I feel like, is the day where it's starting to become real in, mm. in, a, in a different way. There, there are five people at my employer who have it now. And it, I feel like every night we get an email from the head of the company telling us that someone else has tested positive. And so you're right. It, it's only a matter of time until more and more people in our lives have it. What, what are you saying to your friend who may have it? it? It sounds like you were in touch with them. Just saying, I hope you feel better. Is there anything <laughs> I can do to help? Um, we know people who live near you. He lives with someone who is taking care of him, um, but he notified everyone who he had been with. I had saw him, but it was more than five days ago, so I think I'm all right. But it's really... It's getting to be very scary and very different. And with some of the statistics that are coming out about um, how young people are carriers and may not even know it, it's getting scarier and scarier to try to see anybody. Mm. Well, you know, speaking of seeing people, I know someone who hasn't seen people in quite a long time, and that's our really good friend, Peter. So should we give, uh, should we give Peter a call? I think we should. I think he'll have a very interesting perspective. Peter, welcome to Coronapod. Thank you. Happy to be here. Peter, tell our listeners, where where are you coming to us from? So, I'm speaking to you right now from Milan, Italy, also known as the Wuhan of Europe. And how long have you been there? I came here early March, so right when shit starts at the fan. Your timing... Could not have been better. I know, perfect, right? So, so tell us about what happened. You got there in early March, and yes. just kind of give us the the play by play of what the first few days were like, and and then what the past couple of weeks have been like. For sure. So, I came here on a transfer with my work. So the thought was that I was gonna be onboarded and start working and everything was going to be normal. So when I first came, I obviously knew that Italy was being hard hit by Corona and, you know, the rumblings were, this will go over, this will pass, you know, it's not that serious, we have this under control. 
And I think when you talk to people even then at the early stages, so early March, people were like, you know, this is awful, but we can't stop living our lives. Like, we'll defeat this together. Till more recently, the mood has shifted to more like, shit, if we don't do anything, everything will literally go to hell. So that's kind of where we are right now. And, and do you feel like you are, is it too late? Do people kind of resign themselves to the reality or do people still believe that there are things they can do to improve the situation? I think people have come to the realization now that staying home is the best and the only thing that we can do. And also kind of, I guess, donating a ton of money and see how they can help in the community. I don't think people think there is more to do. I think from the government point of view, they try to think like, how can we be more strict on enforcing um, the social distancing and the self-quarantine? So they've actually started giving out heavy fines and there are rumblings that you can get um, a criminal mark that will be on a permanent record and that could carry over internationally and stuff. So I think people have finally realized how grave it is. And this is for the North. I've heard the situation is fairly different in the South where they're kind of in the early innings of where when you got here in early March, when when the quarantine first went into effect, did did people follow that quarantine? No, and I will say like I'm guilty of that too. I was kind of the one that had the point of view or the attitude of like, you know what, like yes, let's be more cautious, but we can't stop living our lives because then the virus has won, and yeah, that's not true anymore. So people weren't following, and it was kind of. I think at the start, very mixed messages from the government because they told everyone, you know, stay at home, social distance yourselves, but bars can be open only until 6 p.m. So someone had to go to those bars and that someone was me, I guess. So now they've actually been like, let's close everything um, and only have grocery stores open. So, What does your day-to-day look like now? What are you, are you going outside once a day, every other day? Are you ordering all your groceries online? So so I will say I have a fairly unique situation in that I came here and obviously hope to work, but I haven't been put on a project yet. So basically I wake up, I have no work to do. So it's like a long weekend for me every day. There are certain days where I don't go out at all, where I'm like, okay, let's just stay in because there's nothing really to go out and do unless you need to buy food and before this kind of strict quarantine enforcement I used to go out for walks and like meet outside but now I'm scared the police will find me so I'm mostly at home during the day and try and have somewhat of a normal routine so what what's in your routine when you're at home so I try to keep it as I guess regular and consistent as possible so even though I don't have something to I don't have a set meeting or anything I have to wake up to, but I still try to put an alarm for me to get up at the same time every day and not sleep in. Then maybe do some meditation, which is something that I've been trying out, which I've got into. And then I allow myself kind of one hour of a news binge in the morning, and then I try to avoid the news till the evening so Mm. it's not just consumed by it. And then, yeah, I try to make one run per day at least because the funny thing is that the government said you are allowed to be out running if you're running by yourself so that's something I've done without being scared of like getting caught by the police and then I try to cook and read but I think other than that you know trying to stay sane which for me at least has been 
trying to avoid the news as much as possible. Mm. Are, are you getting a chance to practice your Italian? I know you were eager to do that when you left for Italy. Um, not that much. So my boyfriend lives here and we've met a couple of times, but now we're, we're kind of keeping a distance because he's home, I'm home, and we don't really want to go out. Um, but no, I haven't been able to practice my Italian as much as I would like. I should make a part of my routine, though, to because I have my um, Italian book that I brought with me from my classes in the U.S., but no, I haven't brought that up yet. But I should, though. I should. But there's no one to talk to except for you guys. Is there anything you would say to us in the United States um, about what we should do to prepare? Should we get as much sunshine and go outside as much as possible now before we get locked up? Should we kind of get no, started? And I, and I think it's so interesting that the discussion that's going on in the U.S. now or for the past couple of days is so reminiscent of the discussion that was happening in Milan. And like hindsight is twenty twenty, but I think the kind of point of view of people in Milan or Italy today is, fuck, we wish would have we would have been as drastic as we are now much sooner because you see some places like in Bergamo where the hospitals are really overwhelmed because although it's good that we take this action now, it's kind of, people get a sense that it's a little too late. So I guess my recommendation would be stay at home, like practice social distancing. It isn't worth it. Like the dinner can wait, but like going out of the party in Kuwait, so stay at home. And, you know, don't panic. What, what I've seen in the U.S. that I haven't really seen in, Italy or like in other parts of the world, it's like the empty grocery stores and the empty shelves. Like that would make me freak out, but don't don't panic. I guess that's easier said than done. So the the supply chains in Italy have been fine. There's there's been yeah, other than the hospital, there's been no issue. Exactly, because I, I think people think that, you know, yes, they can close down all these restaurants, but they're not gonna let us starve. So people aren't like running to the grocery stores and bunkering up for like four weeks. Like I go to the grocery store, buy enough food for a week and it's really comforting to see a fully stocked grocery store. I guess that's the only sign of normalcy so far. So I, I, that's giving me a lot of calm and like I think it would give other people calm too. So don't run to the store and try and like outbeat your neighbor and get the like last bag of pasta. Mm. One thing I'm wondering, Peter, is... It feels like what we're living through is so different from anything any of us ever expected to live through in the 21st century. And how are you feeling about that? It feels like we're in a war, but all we can do to fight the war is sit at home. Yeah. No, no, it honestly feels surreal. Like, I have, you know, been praying that I don't live through a world war. And this is kind of like, I guess, a glimpse of what a war would look like, but in a very different sense that I haven't kind of thought about before. It's really surreal because it's not like you can go out and fight it. The only thing you can do that like, fulfills your duty as a lawful citizen is actually to stay at home, which sounds kind of counterintuitive. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, Peter, we miss you and we hope you stay I healthy. Miss you guys. And we can't wait for you to come back, but we also hope that this all ends soon so you can get your 
time in Italy and practice your Italian and eat a lot of pasta. Yeah, so you guys can visit me soon. Yes. Okay, talk to you soon, Peter. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Oh, I feel bad for Peter. He's so excited to go to Italy and, you know, it's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, I think his, his warning, though, his... Him saying, you know, we, we reacted the exact same way you did. We thought, oh, it's not that bad. The weather's really nice. And now mm. as everyone sits at home and has relatives who are in the hospital thinking, oh, my God, I, was, I did this by ignoring what I was told. So mm. hopefully that's a warning for those of you who are still, you know, not taking this as seriously as you should. For all of our loyal listeners who are out partying in Miami Beach... Head home. Get a book, hunker down, and and stay home until this passes. You know, I, I will say one thing I have been excited to do as part of this is get more reading done. I haven't as much as I wanted to this week, but in solidarity with Italy, I actually went out on Monday, right before my neighborhood bookstore, Greenlight Books, closed for the foreseeable future and bought two of the Elena Ferrante novels. Because everyone says they're so great, but I haven't read them yet, so this is my, my opportunity. And I think you're doing some reading, too. My, my friend just put together what was supposed to be a summer reading list on historic preservation, but uh, it looks like we will both be getting started a little early. But I love the idea of thinking about summer. It's not so far away. We will get there. This has been Coronapod. Thanks for listening. Until we chat next time, stay healthy. Support for Coronapod comes from Momo the Cat.